This is Nerd Cage Live! Hello, I am Derek, aka the one who nerds on Twitch, and let's get started with a really basic fact. You get to know someone real quick when you ask them what their favorite game is. Now, if their immediate response is something along the lines of, uh, Call of Duty is my favorite game, you know who you're going to be talking to, right? It's not a matter of judgment, it's just fact. You know that they're probably just an FPS shooter, probably. But there might be something a little bit deeper behind that. So, with my recent introduction into Nerdcage, I thought this would be a great opportunity to kind of get to know me with my top favorite games. You're going to see this in a top 10 format, but know this about my 10s going forward. My number 1 and my number 10 are still my favorite games, or movies, or comics, or whatever. I just put them in this order to kind of give you guys some sense of, well, order. I don't find one to be better than the other. This is just my list and how I do things. My number 10 and my number 1 are practically the same thing. And with that out of the way, let's get started. Metal Gear Solid 3. Metal Gear Solid 3 to me is like the perfect action adventure. And in my opinion, would not be even rivaled in its audacity and power until uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 would release two console generations later. While it's a linear experience, the mass maps you were able to explore and all the things that you could do, I felt like really pushed the PS2 to the limits of its capabilities. Not to mention there is a colorful cast of characters that are so memorable that they kept using them for years to come. Not to mention the sickening amount of easter eggs that are in this game. My personal go-to is the ways that you can kill the end before you even get to the fight. <laughs> the first one that comes to mind is if you don't want to fight him at all or you're I think it's I think it's your mid-combat with him. What you can do is actually you can save your your progress right then and there. Go to your PS2's internal date storage, change it uh, to like I think it's a year later. Go back into the game and the end has died, because he died of old age waiting for you, because he was on his last leg already. <laughs> I, I love little attentions to detail like that, and there's hundreds more that I'm not thinking of right off the top of my head. If you have somehow managed to skip out on the Metal Gear Solid franchise, play 3. Do yourself this favor. It is... Mm, it is well worth your time. Legend of Zelda The Breath of the Wild. The Breath of the Wild was my choice because of just how unique this game is by comparison to its predecessors. Yes, every game is a pretty massive experience. I felt like the 3D elements that were provided here in this game were like that of nothing we had seen before in the Zelda franchise. This is my first end-to-end -end Zelda game, and it sticks with me, and I love I love everything about it. Uh, everything from just the random NPCs that give you next to no information that are just actually a joy to be around, to the environments and the all-scale, all-encompassing battle that is going on and had gone on. I feel like this is one of the games that you truly get to explore every nook and cranny. And while there are desolate wastelands, they at least make it make sense in the context of the story. Nothing feels too empty. If you think it's too empty, it's probably not, and you're probably missing something. It's one of those few games that really suggests that you go out there and explore. The Mass Effect Trilogy. 
Star Wars or Star Trek? If your answer is yes, then Mass Effects 1, 2, and 3 are for you. You want to captain your own ship? Check. Alien races of all shapes and sizes? Check. Force powers? Check. Laser swords? Oh, hell yeah! I acknowledge that I am using three games instead of just the one format. This is also my list, and if you don't like it, you can just... Meh. <laughs> I would like to humbly really remind you that uh, the games 1, 2, and 3 are practically one long story just broken up. And I feel like this is a game that every sci-fi nerd should have their hands on at some point in their life. And yeah, to address the, uh, the elephant in the room, the ending to 3 is... It was a sugar battled child that just was able to run rampant with a game storyline and uh, no idea on how to execute an ending properly. I still think that 1, 2, and most of 3 are well worth everyone's experience and time. I do like the fact that the ending of the game, especially after the DLC, follows you through all of your other choices that you've made from 1, 2, 3. Something as small as choosing to save a life form in one could have huge ramifications, even avoid a fight in three. That's how big we're talking. While the Dragon Age franchise, for me personally, also helps fill this uh, this wonderful little Bioware spot, I think that Mass Effect is such a well-done, well-thought-out story that it, it honestly needs to be on my list. Remember, Renegade for life. Star Fox 64 Star Fox 64 is my favorite Nintendo 64 game. Moving on. Okay, okay, but what more is there to say about a game that's been around for as long as Star Fox 64? The fast pace, the fact that the Nintendo has not been able to recreate a game quite like this ever, no matter how many times they've tried. It's just an astonishing game from start to finish and well worth your time and your friend's time when you decide to get him up in multiplayer. I feel like Nintendo really should buckle down and try to recreate whatever successful formula this game had, because we're in 2022 and we're still nowhere closer to recreating a game from 1995. And uh, let's face it, uh, Zeros, Nintendo, you could have done a little better. Bloodborne. Bloodborne is the nightmare creation of a man who made demon souls and dark souls and said, you know what, let's make it darker. Let's make it more menacing. Let's 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 see what it, this whole universe I have concocted in my head, which already gives people nightmares. Let's see what we can do with some eldritch horror and we get Bloodborne. Well, Elden Ring comes in a very close second by comparison to this game. I feel like Bloodborne is a game from beginning to end you do not ever forget a beat of. I remember my walk to the Bloodstarved Beast while watching other streams. <laughs> Just I, I, almost like you remember, well, trauma. <laughs> the atmosphere, the monsters, the lore, the difficulty of the bosses, these things all appeal to me and most importantly make Bloodborne the superior choice for a list such as this. I would also go so far as to say that this game secures a spot on my top 10 for one particular boss fight, and that is the fight with Lady Maria of the Astral Clock Tower. The music. Oh my god, I'm actually getting goosebumps as I'm talking about it. 
the music, the fight itself, the 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 intensity of Maria. Oh my god, I, I'm I'm having nom flashbacks as I'm talking about it. Make it such a neat and beautiful cinematic experience that make you feel like you're really fighting this person. It is one of my all-time favorite boss fights. Speaking of boss fights, Monster Hunter World. Monster Hunter is a game franchise that needs little to no game introduction. Because it's in the title, you hunt monsters. It's that simple. You're gonna go fight some monsters, kid! And it's just that simple. You're on the back of a monster you hardly can uh, pronounce, and you're off to the races. Monster Hunter World, in particular, seemed to not only bring the what was originally Wii U and handheld experience to the PS4, Xbox, and so on. It, it did it so very well, and in my opinion, is where a lot of the Monster Hunter games should be. I just love the game series, and I love them. Oh my god, I love these monsters. And I will say that there's something really cool about fighting a monster and then turning it into a weapon to fight other monsters with, along with your armor and your cat's armor. While I'm still trying to give Rise a fair shake, World will always be the game that sticks with me as one of my personal favorites. And let's face it, you have a really hard time comparing Rise when you have something like the, the chef with those meowscular muscles. The Last of Us. The Last of Us made 20-year-old me cry in its opening minutes, and that took doing. From opening to end, The Last of Us is a truly amazing handcrafted experience. A story of just how far you'd be willing to go for the ones you love. Naughty Dog has, pun intended, a pedigree of superb games, but The Last of Us hits me in a place I didn't even know I had. Two good from my vocabulary performances by Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker really sell the relationship between Joel and Ellie. So notable, in fact, the old person and young Ward became almost like a trope for a little while there. I'm looking at you, new god of war. Who can blame him, though? That's a great formula to come off of. The tensions, the high-stakes gun battles, and less ammunition than you might find in something like a survival horror game give you, the player, an experience you will not forget. Resident Evil 2 Remake Resident Evil will always hold a special place in my heart for many reasons but none so memorable as Resident Evil 2. Seeing that police station recreated from the ground up from the PS1 to modern consoles uh, makes my nostalgia <laughs> makes my nostalgia overload just talking about it. But you <laughs> you add something as terrifying as Mr. X into the mix and you've got a you've got a new bowl of cookie dough. It's everything a good remake can hope to be and more. And while I hope we see something of its caliber in the near future, I'm not going to be holding my breath. I could talk ad nauseum about how much this game means to me personally, but I'm trying to keep this brief, so uh, to appease the YouTube viewers, we'll move on to the next one! Fallout. New Vegas. The Fallout series may seem a uh, little disturbingly relevant to real life at the present, however, that doesn't make this game any less great. So good, in fact, mo most people actually prefer it over other iterations later on down the line, such as Fallout 4. The world, or what's left of it, is immense. Going from town to town without fast travel actually feels real, like you bump into things like casadors or just roaming hordes of zombies or raiders. 
it, it still manages, while the landscape itself is empty, it still manages to feel alive. Yeah, I'm always going to have this bias, but I will always love this game. Persona 4. Alright, I'm going to hit you with a bit of a bummer. Cue the music. Cue the, cue the sad music. Dim, dim the lights. <laughs> I'm in my 30s now, but my 20s were really hard. Uh, I was broke. I wasn't doing too great. I was couch surfing for a really long time there. And a buddy of mine came up with a copy of Persona 4 and was like, Hey man, take your mind off of things with this. And I played that thing on his couch from start to finish, all 80 hours. And I gotta say, there was a lot that it... I never quite played anything with this level of depth. Not just in terms of gameplay, but in terms of character lore. In terms of the things you can just go out and do. You can go out and do a, like a 100 floor dungeon if you really truly desired. Not to mention, the game never really feels... Well, actually, maybe it, maybe it's the rose-tinted glasses talking, but I don't recall ever feeling like I had my hand held. Everything felt natural. It felt like playing an anime where you were the main character and you were able to make all of these choices. Studying, uh, making friends, keeping those friendships healthy. These were all things you can do and can do. I, I, like I said, I had lost myself for days making these friends, and then eventually my train for Annabelle left, and I remember <laughs> actual story, and I'm probably not supposed to put this up on the internet to be mocked about later, but my buddy came in, the one who, the same one who had loaned me the copy of the game, and he caught me just doing dishes absentmindedly because I felt so empty. I didn't know what to do. All of my friends were gone. <laughs> um, well, I can't say that the game, like, fundamentally changed my life. It did put me in a better state of mind, I think. And, you know, things will eventually... Things did eventually get better. Very slowly, but, um... Yeah, it... it, it, it they did. They got better. I... I'll be honest, I don't know if I could properly describe it. But I will always love Persona 4. 5 is great too, but 4 is just a time capsule the time I played it. it. It could be just one of those things where you just remember your first Persona game. Hey! You feel like you know me a little bit better? No? Well, you know what to do. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Share. Uh, tell everyone you know. Uh, I'll be making more of these things in the future, so don't you worry, you'll get to know me and my movie tastes in the not-too-distant future. Be sure to sub up to NerdCage Live, and more importantly, be sure to take care of yourselves out there, people. Have a good whatever.